It's the Patriot Radio News Hour, Friday, January 27th. What do we do? The physical delivery of gold and silver, legal, lawful, constitutional tender. It's tangible, something you get your hands on, something that you possess. And it's real easy. Give us a call, 1-800-951-0592. The lovely Arlene is in here today to take your phone calls, answer your questions, walk you through your order. Then go check us out online at allamericangold.com. Avoid the phone call. Don't call Arlene. Order right there. (laughs) You can look at the products, pick the ones you like, like it, click it, buy it. We'll send it to you. We never fail to do that. And then check out the news to disturb the comfortable where we don't tell you what to think, but we certainly give you something to think about. As always, the show has been brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group and its CEO and owner, second-generation family man. This is a family business, and it's family-run. That means you may have a week where it's strictly business. There are other weeks where, sorry, we're closing at 1 o'clock. Why? Because we're a family-run business. It's Friday, and the boss may have a tea time. You just never know. By the way, do you have a tea time today, Joe? How are you? You're the guy who brings it to us, Joe. How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. How are you doing? It's a great, great day to be alive because it beats the alternative. You know what? What is the alternative? Well, before I go, you know what? What's the alternative? Well, not being alive. Well, there you go. That's the well, bad I mean, alternative. <laughs> when you, are you having a good day? Am I above ground? Yeah, I'm having a pretty good day. i got a question for you, though. When did sticks and stones may break my bones stop being relevant? What are we teaching the people of this country is what I'd like to know. That's an interesting why you would ask that. Yeah, people are so sensitive. I'm so sick of the marches. You know there's more marches planned for this weekend? Of course there are. But these are, uh, this time, you're going to see a lot of ladies out there again. It's the pro-life marches that are organized throughout the country. So, folks, let me tell you something. I, 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 I would I love to see a weekend of no marching. It's going to get worse. It's before. getting worse. I'm telling you right now, it, it's all happening. Uh, there's all all kinds of economic data. GDP was out. We had another retailer. And I, I'm getting worried that this is going to be the trend. Were they just going to be the trend? Closed every store. Surprisingly. Yeah, another retailer closing every single store uh, today. Um, that, of course, remember the Limited started that with the, hey, we're just closed. You know, used to be you would make an announcement. Hey, we're going to go out of business, right? You have the going out of business sales. Liquidation sales. We're going out of the business. Now, they're so broke, they did. it's an immediate shutdown, a wet seal. For those of you that don't have teenagers, you may not know who at that store is. Wet seal, another mall store. Uh, as we talked about how many malls are going to liquidate, uh, it, I don't know. It's, a, it's an impressive amount. Uh, then Sears back in the news. You know they they they're desperately trying to make it to August before they file for bankruptcy again. People are wondering they may not be able to get there. That is how significant Fitch was out. The cash burn ratio at Sears is accelerating. Nobody's doing business. I'll tell you right now, it is as slow as it's ever been in here. And I'm, you're talking about premiums that have never been better. There's never been a better time in the 13 or 14 years that I've been here to buy. 
And what I mean by that, can you can you uh, at times bought, bought it for less? Absolutely. I started gold was only in the three hundreds. But as far as the premium over spot, never been a better time. If you go out to allamericangold.com this morning, you'll see it. Uh, the specials today. We have twenty dollar liberties and twenty dollar Saint Gaudens. Either or, both of them, there are $1,270. That's $80 over spot. If you need to put it on a credit card, it's only $1,295.90. You know, and you start thinking about, you know, when gold was 1900 you were paying 400 bucks over spot. And now today uh, is $80 over. I mean, it was... You know, the the other day, I think we did it, the cheapest I had ever seen, and we were in the 60s. I think it was $63 over. $63 over dollars over the spot price. And not only, either or, $20 Liberty, $20 St. Gaudens, I mean, significantly less than Gold Eagles. I've, I've never seen a market like it, uh, but take advantage of it, 800 951 Zero five nine two. Donald Trump, uh, the Mexican trade wars. We've got an update on that. It's not just the Mexico thing. Every country in the world that runs a trade surplus with the United States, you better get ready. And then the big story of the day, the story that's got gold on the move. Uh, had to be the big miss in GDP. Yesterday, I told you, I thought we'd get a, a number over two. We didn't. Uh, the number came in only at 1.9, and that was with a huge help from automobiles. Not that they sold, but the the fact that they, they made them. Huge jump. I mean, it added, it was almost not quite as big as the soybean effect, but almost. But the thing that really hurt GDP exports collapsed. In other words, the trade deficit blew up again. Uh, that has a lot to do with what happened. You know, yesterday Mexico canceled their visit and there was a mutual cancellation, but the new new plan is out. We're going to tell you all about it. What does it mean for gold? What does it mean for you? What does it mean for the world? And let me tell you why you listen to it here. This morning, I'm up at 5 a.m. watching Fox and Friends, and I swear I'm listening to a repeat of the Patriot Radio News Hour as Kellyanne's talking about $60 billion is going to Mexico and where's it come from? The United States. You heard it here first, folks. Come on back for the rest of the show. It's going to be a good one. Radio News Hour, Double J in the love. Congratulations, everyone. You made it to Friday again. And guess what? Donald Trump's the president. You made it through a week. Wow, I thought by now we would have been imploded. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going Trump. Our Twitter account, we have one. We're actually going to start using it. Facebook, we're going to start using that as well. Don't give me, you don't, don't roll your don't eyes. Don't laugh at us. Don't roll your eyes. Double's going to be in charge of it. This is a non-experienced social media guy. I, well, you know what is, 
You happen to be surrounded by people, though. Your people that work for you, your a consulting crew that does your IT. You've got the wonderful Ramon who handles things for you as well. You got and Ramon then, and uh, Ryan and uh, Eugene. You know, you'll be taken care of quite well, folks. It's going to be good stuff out this there. It's going to be great. Listen, get ready. We're going to do so much fun stuff. We're going to start holding uh, competitions. You know, guess the price of gold, guess the price of silver, guess when Kmart's going to file bankruptcy, you know, stuff like that, fun stuff. Wow, win, win prizes, you know, almost like a game show. What's the next march? <laughs> What's the next protest? <laughs> you got it, yeah, right? You know, uh, maybe something where you send in your best pro uh, march sign. Oh, you right. know I what? mean, there's That's some of them out there. I don't know if you've seen them. I have no idea what they mean. I I I, I agree with you. I I totally agree. I with I, you. I I and I don't. And, and so who knows? We're going to do some great stuff. I think it's going to be so much more fun. Uh, we're going to try to be so much more interactive uh, as we as we sit here. By the way, silver just wow, uh, just shot out of a cannon. Uh, up forty cents, uh, almost at seventeen dollars and twenty-five cents, which probably means I need to get up there uh, and change prices. Hurry before before I do it. Um, GDP. We'll start there. Everybody was forecasting. You know, they use, they call this they, they call it the whisper number, which is hey, we know we're sandbagging. Right, because uh, you know one of the things that Wall Street likes to do is they, you know, they like to beat the number, right? And so all these analysts will come out, and and no one, I, apparently, it's okay for you to miss the number if you were if your estimate was too low. So in other words, it was higher than what you said, but nobody likes it to be the other way around. So the estimate coming in this morning was about for 2.2, 2.3, which is really kind of where I thought it was going to be because of the news we got yesterday where, holy smokes, the inventory of unsold cars is just massive. The whisper number from Wall Street was almost 3%. I mean, they were looking for a big number. And I think a lot of them were actually, they didn't want to say it, but they thought they were going to get a number like three and a half. I can't prove that, but I'm just telling you, because I, you know, obviously I get a lot of, uh, uh, I subscribe to a lot of different people. And so I get inundated with all of this stuff and and all these little uh, notes to clients and all of these things. And it only it came in at 1.9%, which terrible considering the anomaly. We almost had another soybean anomaly, which is really put that 1.9. If you stripped out all the surplus of cars that showed up in December, I mean, you almost had a 10% increase in the amount of unsold cars piled up. That number was about 1.4 to 1.3. And so that had uh, gold was down early this morning, silver was down early this morning, and oh, they've just turned right right around uh, Wall Street's 
down, not as much as you would think, but definitely down on that weaker number. And here's the thing that's got them all worried. January's been horrendous. Everybody's talking about how much slower this January is than last January. And then, of course, now you got, like, wet seal comes out. Hey, we're just shutting down. Forget going out of business sale. We're out. And I'm starting to think, my my gut hunch tells me this is going to be every couple, two, three weeks for the foreseeable future. We're going to see another one of these retailers that are in these malls uh, go out of business. And the other news, obviously been dominating the headline, what's going on with Mexico? Now, yesterday, we broke it down for you. $40 billion a year in remittance, right? That is... Mexicans living here, sending money back home. $30 billion of, of earnings, wages, or however they got the money that is leaving the United States, earned here but not spent here. Then you factor in the trade deficit with Mexico. We run a big trade deficit with them. It is $60 billion a year. So when you add those two numbers together, you're almost at a hundred, you know, ninety billion. So think about now. I want most people don't know this, but do you know that we ran trade surpluses with Mexico all the way up to 1994? Even after you know, you think about the last time the United States as a country ran a trade surplus in total. It was like the 1960s. There may have been, maybe, I'll have to recheck, there could have been one year in the in the 70s, but I don't know. I'm going to check it. I'll check it. But I know that that's it. We haven't, not, not one time in the 80s, not one time in the 90s, definitely not since the millennium rolled over, have we run a trade surplus as a total. But up until the or 1994, we were running trade surpluses with Mexico. They weren't big, and and I and in some years Mexico had a little surplus. Other years we had a little little surplus, but it was balanced. What happened? Well, it's obvious. What NAFTA and GATT happened? Mexico went from running a small trade deficit with us to now they have a $60 billion a year trade surplus. On top of that, their remittance has also it's done almost the same thing. Their remittance in, in the early 90s wasn't even $10 billion. So when you go back before the treaty, even with the remittance or surplus, you would say, hey, you know what? It's a wash. Now they have a $60 billion trade surplus with us, along with $30 billion in remittance. And now I was wondering what was going to happen. Okay, they canceled the meeting, right? You saw that coming, right? We Not saw that, that coming, right? What was the plan? And, and actually, i got to tell you right now, I'm impressed. 
because the the this isn't just a Mexico thing. Here's what they're at least this is what is being talked about. The White House in Congress are talking about the tax overhaul. Okay, right. Remember, Trump wants to cut taxes. Place a 20% tax on imports from any country enjoying a trade surplus with the United States. Of course, who's the biggest surplus? Right? That's China. Right? They got the biggest. But Trump is saying, hey, listen, if we got a fair trade deal, take Canada as an example. Okay? Our neighbors to the north. We buy a ton of oil from them. But do you know what our trade deficit with Canada is for the whole year? It's only $9 billion. And really, when you think about the Canadians here, at least here in Arizona, I call it Arizona in the wintertime. We're South Canada. Matter of fact, I think on this show, before we get on, there's a little segment, Canada Calling. Canada Calling. Right? Because there's so many of them here. But, I mean, that's nothing. And I hate to say $9 billion, that's a lot of money. But, but when you factor in all of the stuff, we've got a great trade relationship with Canada. So now Trump is saying, hey, listen, here's our plan. All the countries that have benefited from our poor decision, right? Because let's face it, how did we get there? Simply we gave it away. He's now proposing any country that runs a surplus with the United States, a 20% tax on imports. The idea to rebalance the playing field for U.S. companies by discouraging Americans from importing. Okay, well, let's face it. All of a sudden you take away the, what, the benefit of getting rid of U.S. jobs to companies or to countries that pay less. The new revenues would top a trillion dollars over a decade. And I don't know how they get to that number because, you know, we got a trade deficit almost $500 billion a year. Uh, But this is kind of the new, so what they're trying to do and what the new plan is, is they want to get this done in the tax package. So Donald Trump now saying that any country where we don't have balanced trade, 20% tariffs, what does that mean for everybody? Obviously, first and foremost, they they used a Toyota Camry. Am I saying that right? Everyone says I say Toyota weird. You mean Toyota? That's what I said. Yeah, Toyota is not Toyota. Uh, Anyway, an extra $1,000 it would cost on a Toyota Camry. What? Toyota. It's spelled T-O-Y. All right. All right. Toyota. Do you get your washer done? Do you get your clothes washed? All right. All right. Down. All right. Never mind. I'm sorry. Calm down. Just picking on your uh, Toyota talk. So an extra thousand dollars on a Toyota. Sorry, Toyota. 
Can you say cinnamon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, folks. You never know what you're going to get. So here's the thing. Really what this is is inflation is coming. And I've been telling you this all along. This is part of the trade-off. Right? Part of the trade-off of wanting it all back is everything's going to cost a whole bunch more. Because that's the only way to get it back in line. And you got to remember, why did we stop doing this to begin with? And here's the funny thing. And this is what I want you all to know. All of these people, like Janet Yellen and Larry Summers, uh, Joseph Stiglitz and, and all of these guys, Alan Greenspan, all of them knew this when we left officially, the, when the gold standard got closed by Richard Nixon in 1971. They knew what they were doing because they knew, hey, this is only going to work one way. And what they meant by that was real, true, fiat floating free floating fiat dollars was it only could work is if we lived with the inflation and an american bought american but that wasn't enough they needed someone to buy the debt and that was where the problem lied and that's why we gave it all away and now we want it all back This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. In most places, an employer can hire or fire an employee at will, which means for any reason or even no reason at all. Jobs with private businesses are not entitlements, and fired employees do not have a valid legal grievance just because they were fired. Instead, employment by a private company is like an invitation to be on private property, which can be revoked by the owner at any time, without even giving a reason. But there are laws prohibiting firing an employee based on discrimination, and that has led to a cottage industry of lawsuits against employers. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit recently considered whether firing a woman for her hairstyle, in this case the wearing of dreadlocks, might constitute discrimination. The U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission had filed a federal lawsuit on behalf of Chastity Jones after she lost a job opportunity from Catastrophe Management Solutions based on her unwillingness to remove the dreadlocks in her hair. The EEOC asserted on her behalf that dreadlocks are physiologically and culturally associated with African Americans and that hairstyles can be a part of racial identity. Under the view of the EEOC, it should be unlawful discrimination to fire someone based on this hairstyle. But not so, the Court of Appeals held. As far as we can tell, the 11th Circuit explained, every court to have considered the issue has rejected the argument that Title VII protects hairstyles culturally associated with race. The court conceded that hairstyle may be a part of culture, but courts are not the proper place to arbitrate cultural standards. Instead, it's up to the democratically elected legislators to decide what qualifies as racial discrimination. 
As the court explained, Miss Jones told CMS that she would not cut her dreadlocks in order to secure a job, and we respect that intensely personal decision. But for the reasons we have set out, the EEOC's original complaint did not state a plausible claim that CMS intentionally discriminated against Miss Jones because of her race. The court thereby unanimously rejected the lawsuit that the EEOC had filed, and we applaud this victory against frivolous discrimination cases. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Want to join the spirited debate over issues you care about? At PSEagles.com, conservative strategists are blogging about education, radical feminism, climate change, national security, parental rights, and other issues you care about. Stay informed and add your own comments at PSEagles.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Patriot Radio News Hour, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. U.S. $20 liberties in St. Gaudens until I'm out of them. Right now they're $1,270, which right at this second, the gold's 1188 So that's $82 over spot. Uh, rolls of silver quarters are at $130 still, which is uh, seventeen thirteen a dollar five over spot on silver eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. And I've got a good amount. I've probably got about fifty of the Saints and about sixty-five of the Liberties. Um, I know you guys are. You know everyone's preoccupied. I will say this. If uh, this show will repeat on Monday, and, and if we're not out of them, because really I don't have a better, you're not going to do better than that. That's just the best there is. And so uh, I hope you take the time to put the put it away. U.S. twenty dollar libs and sink. You pick it. You want one of each, five of each. You want all saints. You want all liberties. Either way, eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Or as Homer said, you can go right out online, right, and do it there and never speak to us ever again if you don't want. Uh, one other thing happened yesterday, and this is this is something that's going to be, to be missed. They're not going to talk about it. When it comes to banks, there's a guy named Dick Bove, B-O-V-E, Dick Bove. He is the guy that they trot out on the television, okay? The CNBC, you know, the 24-hour stock station. When they talk about banks, he's the guy. He's the analyst for the banking industry. He was out yesterday. And you know how we, I've been talking about housing? And I've been telling you how the housing market, you know, they, they, they're spinning it like, there's this great recovery, and I keep telling you it, it's a fallacy. It's not true. And, and they they talked about how inventories were back to 1999 levels. And I'm like, well, sales, sales are at 99 levels. But the problem is we had a decent year. This was a good year, believe it or not, for housing sales. One, I should say last year, 2016. 2016, yeah. 2016. 
And they already know, just like cars, 2017 isn't going to be as good. And, of course, I told you about how Fannie and Freddie now are going to, so BlackRock can have an IPO for all of these these Wall Street firms that have bought hundreds of thousands of these homes. They're going to back up, they're going to give them rental bonds. But Dick Beauvais was on TV yesterday talking about Fannie and Freddie. Of course, that's the government, right? Subsidized taxpayer, subsidized mortgage giants. And everybody's talking about how that, you know, the taxpayer shouldn't be on the hook. Remember when Wall Street wasn't going to open, right, and Fannie and Freddie had to be bailed out. Bove says, get ready. The profits from Fannie and Freddie are over. And that they're going to start needing money again as early as this quarter. But he says as the Treasury Department is looking to wind down Fannie and Freddie. So he's warning everybody. He's saying, hey, get ready. They're going to start reporting losses. And I know you guys are going to want to wind them down. And I'm going to just tell you, here's what he said about it. He goes, if we get rid of Fannie and Freddie, there would be very few buyers, if any, for 30-year fixed-rate mortgages. Banks would be happy to step in and offer variable-rate 5- and 10-year mortgages. But those shorter maturities, now just imagine you got a 30-year home loan. Imagine if the bank said, uh, you know what, we'll, let you, we'll loan you some money, but we'll only do it for five. Or we'll only do it for 10. Now all of a sudden, your $3,000 a month house payment becomes 9000 Right? Your $2,000 a month payment becomes six. Right? It's not possible. This is how bad it really is. He, According to Bove, is the United States ready to take a shock to housing prices? Listen, they're already way overvalued. I've been telling you this. Because we're getting rid of the 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. And this is how they get in front of things. Fannie and Freddie are going to start reporting quarterly losses. Another thing, there you go, you know what? What happens when that happens? Gets added onto the national debt. I mean, this is another one of those things. I didn't even see that coming. But he's saying that a situation that would send shockwaves through the housing market. Bove said banks have admitted to him privately. Wouldn't we all love like to have known this? Wouldn't we? Wouldn't we love it if Jamie Dimon and Goldman Sachs and Bank of America and Wells Fargo, instead of finding ways to rip us off, would just come out and say, hey, by the way, you know what, the housing market, yeah, no. Now, I know we say that the house is worth 400, 500, 600, a million, 10 million. We don't really believe it. 
Matter of fact, the only reason why we do it is because Fanny and Freddie will take it off of our hands. So Bobay says that banks have admitted to him privately that there is no money to be made on a 30-year fixed-rate home loans anymore due to new rules on capital reserves and scrutinization of the mortgages themselves. In other words, uh uh-oh, technically, we can no longer give out loans to things that we don't think are really worth it. (laughs) Remember what they got, you know, they got in trouble for the liar loan. Remember, right? Because the housing market always went up and the banks didn't care. Hey, just sign here. We'll just fill it in. Don't worry. We'll just write in the numbers that we need. You don't really need to have a job or you don't really need to have, you know, make a million dollars to own 10 houses. But we don't have any money for the down payment. You got to stick a gun. Don't, wor- don't worry about it. Don't we'll worry about it. Yeah. I think we have, <laughs> I saw some bailing wire. We got some duct tape. It'll be fine. So now Bove says, if we got rid of Fannie and Freddie and we don't pay for their losses, the housing market's going to crash again. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Not me saying it. Well, see, I say it first. Right? And then everybody else learns, and then they'll come out and say it. And of course, nobody's talking about it. Here's the guy, and I'm going to tell you, I I detest Dick Bovey and all of these guys, because where were they when this whole thing was imploding? Right, when we had to bail them all out and Wall Street wasn't going to open and all that. And let's face it, all of your money, all of it. All the money in your bank accounts, all the money in your retirement accounts were going to zero. This is why you need to have wealth insurance, and that's what we do. You know, it's like car insurance. You drive your car, and you, you what, what, hoping you don't get in an accident. But you know they happen. So you buy car insurance right everybody has to have what insurance on your house right rent if you renters you get rental insurance you get life insurance not because you want something bad to happen but you know that it's going to eventually it's going to happen and it's the same when it comes to your money you need to have wealth insurance, and that's gold. Gold has been money for 5,000 years. It's the only thing. We're on the dying days of the dollar. It's almost over. And they'll call it something else. Try to pretend and extend and all of these things. But I want you to listen to what this guy is saying today. Because I've been telling you the whole housing market, it's all propped up on on on, on uh, make-believe and illusionary values and monies, and Wall Street has gotten all into it, right, to try to pretend. 
So the question becomes, who's going to buy these mortgages? And see, no one even knows. You're probably hearing it for the first time, what, Fannie and Freddie are going to start losing money again? Yes. Yep, that's what's going to happen. And if we're talking about a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage, which are yielding less than 4%, who's going to be crazy enough to buy them and put them on their balance sheet? In other words, what he's telling you are, we're suckers. We're the suckers. Because right now, Fannie and Freddie, that's what they do. It's nothing more than us, the taxpayers, paying for it. But he goes on. And this is the part that I've been telling you about. To say that a 30-year fixed-rate mortgages do, do not make sense is to say that home prices in the United States do not make sense. Currently, Americans buy houses based on the deposit they must put down and the cost of their monthly payment. <laughs> How much is it going to cost? Well, I can afford this much. Make that work. Okay, there you go. You're, right. You're like glorified renters. And really, when you think about it, what Bove is really saying is, these home values aren't worth it. No bank in the right mind would put any of these mortgages on their balance sheet. You'd be building a house of cards. That's exactly what he's saying. The house of cards is owned by us. And now we've taken it a step further. See, because Wall Street's so good. Right, just yesterday, what's it, yesterday or the day before, I shared with you how, hey, guess what Fannie and Freddie are doing? Now we're going to back up all of these properties that Wall Street bought. We're going to back up all these homes that Wall Street bought. At the same time, Dick Bovane's going to come out on TV and say, none of these mortgages are worth the paper they're printed on. Now, if we were charging you eight or nine or ten percent then maybe but if you think four percent for a house you think worth half a million dollars you're crazy because it's not so now you start to think where are we really in this great recovery you know, one of the things you think about, I think all these things that Donald Trump is doing, these are all the things, you know, before I was even around and Eric was telling you, hey, we're going to want this stuff back. And he's right. I think we're going to hit, here's another call. How about this for a call? Housing market's going to peak, right? The home price is peaking this year. Rates are going to keep rising, but not because they want them to. And this is also, remember, think about the last few years, what I've been warning you about. I've been telling you how many times we don't need to be worried about these these quarter of a point once a year, right? 
and they're pretending like they want to get back to, you know, 2 or 3% on the Fed funds rate. What you need to start getting ready for is them having to raise rates not because they want to, but because they have to. Because this is what happens. When you print trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars, and all of these people, all of these central bankers, all of these economists, all of these people that think they're so freaking smart, all wrote about the exact same thing I'm talking about. This is what happened. And now they're trying to pretend it's not going to. And of course it will. Dick Bovey, just the first to let you know. Get ready. Patreon Radio News Hour, final segment on a Friday. Here's what you need to believe. 2015 GDP in the United States averaged 2.6. 2016, it fell to 1.6. This isn't golf where the lower the score, the better. But it comes to GDP, you want the higher number. So it's actually getting Just like I've said all along, right? I've told you, job growth has been slowing. GDP growth has been slowing. The actual fact, back up what I've been telling you. And yet they're talking about Dow at all-time highs. It's all make-believe. Right? Trading volumes are... You know what? I don't even remember the last time the trillion shares traded. And that used to be... I remember uh, when I first started, that was every day. And then a big day would be two trillion. Now everybody's getting ready. The boomers are, are starting to hit the automatic sell periods. Uh, we just had Wet Seal announce they're closing every store immediately. And I'm on CNBC. It's not even on there. I asked Homer if I didn't tell him, would he have known? He goes, I didn't get any alerts about it. I don't see it anywhere because they don't want you to know. They don't want you to know how big of a problem this really is. And like I told you, all of these people, that have been the ones that have been allegedly the keeper of our currency. All said you can never do what they've done because you'll create one thing and one thing only, hyperinflation. Remember, they didn't like gold. You know why they didn't like gold? Right, Because you couldn't get inflation. Right? Because they, they, you know what? In order to print more of it, you had to go mine it. And, of course, they led to the hyperinflation of the 70s. We had the, well, I guess I'll call it the deflation of the Great Depression. Remember Ben Bernanke? That was the problem. And now we're going to have a whole new one. Because we got out of the hyperinflation through deficits, really. That's how we got out of it. We just started spending all kinds of money. Why do you think the deficit from 1981 went from $1 trillion to today's $20 trillion. Now we're going to get a whole new animal. And I think that's going to be stagflation. And I've been telling you this for a couple of years now. Where we get the inflation part, but we don't get the growth part. It's one thing to have 
five, eight, or ten percent inflation when you've got five, six, seven, eight percent growth. I mean, it's not great, but at least that's better than five, eight, ten percent inflation and no growth. And this is what happens. And the reason why we're going to get the no growth part is we got twenty trillion dollars in debt. Oh, not to mention the Fed's got four point five trillion in debt. All the other central banks got it. All the other developed countries have the same problem. And at the same time, we're getting ready without the inflation part to hit massive debt levels. And it's going to be a self-facilitating prophecy. That's why you need to get that insurance. U.S. $20 gold pieces. $1,270. We'll be back when I'm out of them at 800-951-0592. Everyone take care. Have a great weekend.